Welcome to Beating the Deck Game Podcast. The stakes are high, and the scales are heavily tipped against us. The debt and credit system is set up to make the banks rich and keep Canadians poor. We want to help change that through this podcast series, and we believe when armed with the right knowledge, listeners can reverse this trend, understand and leverage various financial scenarios to serve their own interest and improve their own financial well-being instead of making the banks richer. We want everyone to beat the debt game and win back control of their financial future. Hi everyone, welcome back to Beating the Debt Game podcast. Uh, This is another short podcast on budgeting sucks um, and how we can make it suck a little less. So today, part two, we want to talk about setting target behaviors not spending numbers. Hopefully by now you've listened to part one. Um, If not, you really need to do that before listening to part two. Obviously makes sense. Um, And hopefully you've completed the spending review. And I'm sure you're going to be very, very excited to move on to part two once you've done that. Likely you're going to request that we change this podcast title from budgeting sucks to budgeting rocks. Um, But seriously, it is actually easy to get excited about your finances and getting them in good shape. And there's nothing more rewarding than seeing the kids strutting around in those new runners they've got and reading shoot magazine. Okay. You really have to have listened to part one to understand that. But what we know is creating a comprehensive budget can be tough and sticking to it is even harder. Should you have a line item for every expense? Should you have saved ahead for that random purchase that's not specifically identified in your budget? And what we found with helping people over the decades we've been doing it is getting too detailed overwhelms people and it causes them to abandon the budget altogether. So we're not striving for the perfect budget with every last cent accounted for and a spreadsheet that's so detailed that it could launch a rocket to the moon. We want to just strive to have better control over our money and more confidence in our spending decisions. A good way to keep moving the process forward now we have the spending review in place is is to start setting our target behaviors, but not focused on spending numbers. You can see we still haven't got to actually tracking spending, and this one we're not going to. We're just moving the goalpost a little closer by by taking the next step to better control of our money. So for example, you could set a target spending monthly as $150 on restaurants, $40 on coffee on the way to work, etc. Oh, and by the way, despite what many of the financial experts say, stopping buying your morning coffee every morning won't make you a millionaire, but it may get the kids a new pair of runners. Anyway, in reality, when the children are screaming in the mall because they're hungry or a friend from work's ask if you want to grab lunch and catch up, it's practically impossible to first check your budget and see if that particular category has room for that particular expense. And it's hard to say no, and even harder to spend the time making sure that you track every expense and every category multiple times a month. So we're going to break it down into a process that will be a little simpler for us to start. So before we start tracking all our all our spending, it's easy to create a small list of target behaviors and track those. Write them down, stick them on the fridge, make a note of them on your phone. It doesn't matter. We just need to track them 
and start monitoring them. And it's gonna help control your spending without actually tracking your spending. And it's slowly about creating different spending habits and creating greater awareness of where our money is going. So here are some target behaviors that that, that are ideas. Um, it'll just give you some, some thoughts to follow. Your target behaviors are based on your lifestyle, what's important to you, and you don't have to use the ones that we're going to go through. They're just some ideas. And when you track them, make them sound more like something you look forward to rather than something you're depriving yourself out of. So let's say dinner out twice a month. Let's not say dinner in 28 days a month. You know, let's make it sound more appealing. Pack a lunch to work daily, but go out for lunch on Fridays. So when your friend asks on Thursday, hey, fancy uh, going out for lunch? You can say, sure, yeah, not an issue. And you bring your lunch Friday. It's flexible, so don't get hung up in the details. If you've been out for that lunch that week and you know you've got a quiet week next week, say, sure, I'll I'll do it and not go next week. Or say, no, how about next week? Anyway, getting way into the details here. So another one is have Starbucks you love every morning, but just do it twice a week instead of every day or only on the weekend when you can possibly enjoy it more. They're just some ideas as to how we can just look at our spending and make it behavioral versus number based. And it's spending on what you love and cutting back on the things you don't care about. And having them written down is going to make it much easier to stick to the targets It's going to help you better plan ahead if you are going out with friends on Saturday and you know you're going to be eating out, then you'll make the decision not to order dinner in on the Friday. Again, it's important to decide what is important to you. Personally, we love to relax with a glass of wine on the weekend. And right now we find it just as enjoyable sitting outside at home, having that versus going to the local restaurant and sitting on the patio. Instead of going out for dinner as much, we grab some things we enjoy to eat, throw them on the barbecue, and we cook together as a family. So those are sort of some of the changes we've made, and, you know, it it does make a big difference. There is no right answer to this. Just pick what works for you. Remember, you can't have it all, and you make smart decisions based on your own lifestyle and your own importance. Spend on a few categories that are important and be ruthless on the other areas that aren't. Okay, so over the last two podcasts, we made some great steps forward to understand how we spend our money. We've now looked at behavioral spending versus tracking dollars and cents. And so far, we're making changes and we haven't actually even created a budget. We haven't actually started to track the money we're spending but hopefully you're going to start seeing a difference. We'll get into it a little bit more detail as we move through the podcast, but hopefully these short podcasts are a great help and just get you into these bite-sized things that we can quickly do, quickly make changes and start seeing the benefit and gaining more control of our money. Thanks, that's it. I told you it'd be short. It was. Tune into the next one. Thank you so much for listening to the Beating the Deck Game podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Many of our episodes are based upon the book Beating the Deck Game, which is authored by our very own Paul Murphy. 
You can grab yourself a free copy of the book by visiting fourpillars.ca. That's the numerical four, P-I-L-L-A-R-S dot C-A. If you have any questions you'd like covered on future episodes, please feel free to email us at podcast at fourpillars.ca. We'd be delighted to hear from you and cover these in future episodes. We hope you have a wonderful day and we'll catch you in the next episode.